Welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Amanda, and I left academia about one year ago to become a scientific editor for grants and manuscripts and an editorial manager for a science website. I'm Ian, and I've recently left academia to move into a science communication, editing, and publishing career. And I'm Dr. PMS. I've left academia about two years ago to work as a biotech salesperson, and I'm still in recovery. We're in various phases of transitioning out of academia, and we'll share insights, advice, and problems we encounter at each stage. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Ian, and I'm here with Clady and Amanda, as always. Um, hello. hello. Hi. So, I guess I'll spoil ahead that this is the final episode of... Uh, series three of the Recovering Academic, and we're going to take a little break after this to gear up for series four. And um, appropriate to that, um, our theme that we're going to talk about is um, how you make space for growth wherever you are in your career path and journey, because uh, I, I mean, I've been feeling this lately with my you know first job outside of academia and i felt it as an academic too and a postdoc as like yeah just having you know the things that you're doing seem all consuming and it's hard to make space for new growth of like you know developing skills that you're aware that you're developing and learning something new exploring a new field like whether that's like making time for an internship like you know whatever it is like taking a class on the side like, there's things in life that just, you know, like, I don't know, work can become all-consuming. Like, at least it's work in my case. Like, it might be things like, oh, I, I have family obligations that, you know, like, on top of work that make that extraordinarily hard as well. Um, and just, you know, what do you do to, like, allow yourself that space to grow and maybe, you know, making it, like, we talk a lot about being intentional about the steps you take and how do you achieve that without, you know, getting into this, you know, adding something else onto your plate that makes you even more frantic and stressed out and frazzled and potentially more likely to burn out. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's tough. our topic tonight. Yes, I know. It's tough. It's super tough. Um, but I feel like it's kind of... Um, you know, when you were an undergrad and you don't have any money and then you you somehow you manage to survive, you mm -hmm. just eat fast food and you ramen. go out and drink, yeah, ramen and all those things. And then suddenly you start uh, getting a little bit more money and then you start spending more money and then it goes and, and then suddenly it's kind of like you never have enough money. Like mm -hmm. it's it's always like, oh, I don't have any money because you just kind of like spend, spend, spend more. You just get used to this style of life. And then now you kind of like, okay, I'm not going to eat ramen every night. You know, now I'm going to go and treat myself in a restaurant and, and then you end up spending 50, a hundred bucks in a night. So at the same time, I feel like time it's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like no matter what you do, 
no matter if you're a postdoc or no matter if you're uh, if you have a family or you don't no, no matter like you you tend to fill up your time uh, as much as you can and it seems that you never have time yes for, for anything right. yeah like I found with myself because I do have family obligations outside of work um, is that I have to um, take a hard look at what I am doing and figure out what I can subtract to make give myself some of that space mm-hmm yeah, I think and, that I think that the trading, the trading mm-hmm. is is something important because uh, you you do if you just try to add something mm-hmm. to your chaotic life, then it's like what Ian said. You're just going to uh, burn out, and it's mm-hmm. going to stress you more, and and you don't want that. Yeah, it's like right. you were saying with like you keep adding things to your life until your full like your time is entirely full and taken up. Um, it's being able to take a look at your priorities, like, so in this case, you know, taking the next step in your career and figuring out what, basically what you can do without, mm-hmm. which is hard to do because it can feel like everything is really important. Right. It can feel like everything's important and you have to prioritize. I agree with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that part of it. But there's also like this thing of like... You know, like, I mean, I'll just say, like, I'm probably someone who's experiencing burnout in the present moment, Mm -hmm. right? And it's hard to get off of that train with, like, even if I technically have potentially plenty of time to Mm -hmm. fill, like, with productive activities, like, you know, it just seems like I can't, right? Like, it's like, oh, I'm, like my week destroyed me and now I'm going to sleep for 48 hours on the weekend. Right. Um, and not be that, you know, that productive as, you know, like I know I could like, that thing is like, yeah, I'm this awesome, efficient, like, you know, (laughs) man meat machine that can, Mm -hmm. you know, do all the work all the time. And I, I mean, I guess maybe like, you know, part of it is tapping into a proper, like, sorry, proper, maybe the wrong word, but like, a resonant motivation for you and how you do that to like, you know, cue yourself to not spend time going down YouTube holes, but instead, you know, you're practicing a craft, you're doing some, you're creating something new, you're, you know, whatever it is, like you're going out to a show, like, you know, I mean, whatever that is that feels, you know, productive to you to take a next step or going to that networking event, you know, whatever it is. So, um, I said to Clady and Ian before we recorded that this was a really, like, this was very pertinent to me because I actually spent a good chunk of my um, counseling session with my therapist today to um, talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, So, because for anybody out there, like, in the um, uh, effort to reduce stigma, like I have, I have postpartum depression, so that's so I'm going to counseling to talk about that and figure out, you know, you know, basically right. not do that anymore. Um, I'm being kind of flipped there, but one of the things that we were talking about today was making space for that, and that how um, I feel like if I'm not being productive, then that is a waste of time. Like you were saying, like figuring out like Mm -hmm. what you have to do to like not fall down the YouTube hole and everything. 
And one of the things that um, my therapist talked to me about was reframing that as to figuring out what you need to do to feel restored. Mm-hmm. Right. And when, because when you can do that, then you'll be more, less likely to, like you said, sleep for 48 hours straight on the weekends. Well. Right. So, yeah. Like, and then making space for doing that. Right. Yes, I agree with that completely. And like, I'll just out myself as also a fellow depressive, like I not postpartum, but um, <laughs> I, you know, somebody who's definitely like had to manage that in my life. Like it's, it can be hard to like, if you've experienced it for a long time, like it could get hard. It can get hard to identify <laughs> what those restorative things even yes, are anymore. That like, was part of what I spent today talking about. Right. Like, you know, what is that for me? Like, I don't even know. And the other thing is, if you have this mentality of, I have to be productive or I should be writing yes. or I should be <laughs> should working be on That's my always, yes. or whatever, right. then you, you, can, you may feel so guilty doing those things that yes. you need Everybody needs some off time, something to 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 vent. Mm-hmm. But then if you if you don't allow yourself to do that, if you don't allow yourself to actually just, okay, this is my, I don't know, 20 minutes, you might time it. You know, if yeah. you don't want to go into the Twitter, uh, YouTube hole, um, you time it. You know, you put a timer and you say like, okay, now I'm going to give it to me, I don't know, 15 minutes. Or I've been doing that with that um, app that Ian... Oh, the planting um, of- the forest yeah. app. Oh, the planning tree app. Yeah. Yeah. And I use it a lot to work. So because mm-hmm. I think that 25 minutes is a good chunk. And then it prevents mm-hmm. me from picking up my phone when I got a Twitter notification or whatever. So I mm-hmm. don't. But sometimes I also do that as my break. I'm oh. kind of like, okay, now during the lunchtime, I'm going to take a forest Twitter break. Mm-hmm. So then I put like 25 minutes and it's incredible how fast 25 minutes on Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> like what? What? I'm already done. Do I have to come yes. back? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I like, I do like the Pomodoro timer mm-hmm. thing. I, I mean, the forest app is a good one. Like it's a, you know, got a creative bent to it for sure. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do like that as a method. Like I do try to use it when I can. So yeah, it's just not to so because the that thing is is uh, main for for you to be productive. So right. then you can be like twenty five minutes without disturbing. But I feel like your rest should be mm-hmm. also undisturbed. You know, so like right. if I wanna, for instance, if I'm if I'm on Twitter and then I receive a, like I'm having a Twitter break, a Twitter lunch break, and then I have uh, an email, a work email, I I hear it. But then I'm like, I'm not checking. I'm on my lunchtime, you know. <laughs> and it can, it can like wait like 20 minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then I'll go there and check it. So it's something that you can do to try to to not to feel guilty about having those vent moments. But uh, everybody needs those. And and unless I feel like if you if you reach to the point where you're burned out, and then on top of that you wanna start doing things, uh, that's not going to work. You know, I feel like you need to first unburned yes. <laughs> yourself and, and feel like, okay, just, just 
normal and then little by little try mm-hmm. to add back other stuff in into your routine you know yeah yes yeah so by the way like yeah I mean, maybe we should talk about a little bit about like the way the definition of the burnout that i heard recently like, okay I, we can link to the youtube version but like um video where i i think i heard this before too but like there's somebody on youtube is doing a series about burnout and they basically define it as when the effort you put in doesn't seem like you're getting out what you're, it, it seems like you're not getting out what you're putting into something. Right. And that mm-hmm. gets frustrating and tiring. And like, this is where, you know, some of the symptoms do overlap with things like depression and anxiety and, um, yes. And yeah. And like, I think like as an academic, like, you know, putting in a lot of work mm-hmm. and not feeling like you're getting a ton of results out is, like the benchmark, right? Yes. Is like that's the norm. I think that it's easy in academia also to compare what your, mm-hmm. like compare your work, like your effort with other people. So yes. like you might say, okay, I am putting in a lot of effort and I'm not getting a lot out and that leads to burnout. But also you have this idea of, well, so-and-so works, you know, 12 hour days so if I put in I should be putting in at least 12 hours or whatever so right. maybe I it's mean, not length of work but like somebody's putting out you know 3,000 words in a month or a week right, that or are something. all great somehow here's like ugh, yeah how right. do you do it how do um, they, yes and like yep. and you feel like you should just push past whatever exhaustion you're feeling and you too would reach that same thing whereas that's right not necessarily a case like the person who who wrote 3000 words in the past like month and they all sound fantastic might have had two really crappy months where nothing worked right or they you know hired an editor and like, right. they are just publishing the results right exactly that's true too um <laughs> but it's more likely that uh, it's a cycle because life yeah. comes in cycles, you know, you, you, you have good days and you have bad days and you have sometimes good times or good and, and then others that are just crappy and, and this is just how life is, is, uh, and it's probably not that you are having that bad times, but then is also the perception, you know, yes. how you see, you know, if you, you, um, you might other people might see you as totally different person mm-hmm. and 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 as successful as cool as whatever and you feel you have all this imposter syndrome that you're not enough and then you're doing bad so it's 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 really a psychological thing to to try to um motivate yourself and just really try to see it's impossible to really see yourself i mean i i don't i don't think that this is something that you can but at least to try to be to be kind to yourself you know like just look yourself in the mirror and and give yourself a pat in the back you know you're doing great you know you're doing the best you can and things are going to get better (laughs) right i mean ideally yes but yeah i mean yeah, going back to our cynicism episode, like, oh, hey, you know, it's not necessarily things get better, right? So, like, this is, but at the same time, like, so something I was, like, we were we were preparing to have this discussion today, and, like, I happened to be listening to, like I said, I, before this, I said, like, we're listening to a 90, I was listening to a 90s playlist today, and 
you know the, like the Lisa Loeb song "Stay"? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I only hear. You do. What okay. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, like, I mean, I, I don't, I have a hard time tracking what that song's quite about and who's talking to who, and like, there's something complicated with like the articles, like I and you in that mm-hmm. song, but the pacing of it is really, really interesting, right? Because it start, it goes slow, and then mm-hmm. it gets really, really fast and frantic, and like, yeah. all the stuff happening, and then it goes <laughs> slow again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that part is great, and so like, I mean, I guess. What I was thinking about today was just this idea of like, you know, if you have like a song that's like that, like, you know, Lisa Lopes Day is a good one mm-hmm. um, for this, but that has that kind of structure where like, if you realize you're getting like frantic in your head and like everything feels like it's moving 10 million miles an hour and like try to get to like a break point where you can just say, I'm stopping for a second. Yes. To breathe. So for the record, it's she is saying that she that her significant other says that she only hears what she wants to. And she only hears the negative that he's saying, or she's saying, I don't want to, you know, or they are saying, only hears the negative that her partner is saying to her. And then when her partner says stay, she doesn't hear it because she's too busy getting caught up in the negative stuff. I was That's a huge a I was a huge Lisa though. Loeb fan in the 90s. Okay. So <laughs> It's the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's pertinent to our episode, but instead yes. of like uh, her and the partner, it's it's a conversation that we should talk to your to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That I, mean, may be I was the... trying to parse the lyrics today, being like, wait, could this be about, like, a breakup with academia, too? <laughs> it could be, because you're only listening to what, I, like, you are only listening to what your impression of academia is saying to you. Mm-hmm. So, no matter what it's saying, you're hearing your own version of it. So, you know, it could work. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I think that we all have a tendency to kind of... Well, maybe not all, but we have a tendency to kind of talk to ourselves and only hear the parts about how we should be productive all the time with our time and how we should be doing more and we should do this and we should do that when what we're comparing is our input with other people's output, if that makes sense. I mean, I also feel like it's slightly societally. Oh, yeah, it's totally. Well, but yes, I agree with that. On the other hand, yes, I agree with everything that you guys said, but trying to be a little bit of the devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it's also easy to um, get used to. Yes. Like whenever you get get a, a new job or whatever, and then you start in the beginning is hard and you start to learn and you have to and you have to train and you put a lot of effort and then after i don't know two years one two years everything starts to be easier and then you just kind of like okay i'll do that so i'm not saying that you don't work as hard you don't work hard but you just don't put that much effort and again priorities change maybe you go other um you start doing other stuff with your time Mm -hmm. and then you don't put that much effort in things that um you you could be doing or to educate yourself or to do so this is um and this is a little bit where i 
per- professionally I'm feeling okay. that uh, now I'm going to, it's almost four years that I'm working, uh, that I left academia. And, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I keep thinking like, uh, I always, I like this, uh, Twitter and all the advocacy to make mm-hmm. science better. And I always kind of like that. And, and I did apply for a couple of jobs on this, uh, a while ago. And now that I'm dealing with Lenny and protocols, it's also like, kind of like come brings a little bit more of this, um, environment and and then it makes me think you know uh, am i too comfortable in this job in my job should i uh try to like uh ian was saying like try to uh find time to educate myself to do other things and 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 i've been trying mm-hmm. to do that like you know in a way like in in like for instance like today i i, I joined a, a librarian's call that it was open to people and it was about um, scholarly publishing and cool. um, mm-hmm. copyrights and all the things. And I I just sat down and, and listened and I was so busy. I was, today was a, such a busy day, but I kind of like, okay, this is going to be my, my lunch break. My lunch break, I'm going to spend it uh, attending to a talk. And, and, and actually, it was, it was quite interesting. It was uh, educational educational and 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 for me it didn't feel like work and actually it was a break from work because I, I was having my break from the actual work yeah I mean I guess part of what we're talking about too is just I, I mean to put this in explicitly like academic terms and scientific research terms like you know or try how do you make space for new experiments mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, like, oh, I mean, you know, exactly. if you're like, yes. hey, I'm already doing like 50 bazillion things. Like, I, I mean, how do I, you know, do new, ex- set new experiments in new directions for like my research and like explore, like, you know, where's the space for that? Um, and like that, like, it's a hard question to find an answer to. Like, in, yeah, it's a hard question to find an answer to, as we're discussing like tonight. Mm-hmm. But like, that's another way to think about it. It's like, you know, how are you making more experiments to do like essentially where you're the subject of figuring out, you know, what works for you in life? So like, I've got a couple of different things because this has obviously been percolating, percolating in my head all day. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the things was what Clady was talking about with um, how do you know when you're too comfortable and when you should be doing more and what made me think of was that we do place a lot of emphasis on achievements like what professionally and I'm not saying that this applies necessarily Mm -hmm. to you Clady but like I think that a lot of times we overlook what our life situation and circumstances are so like if you are doing a postdoc and you're thinking about getting out of academia and people are telling you, well, you need to do this internship and you need to do this, that, or the other thing, and you have maybe familial obligations on top of that, is basically sometimes you have to be either okay with staying, I'm trying to figure out how to put this, like there are certain seasons in life where maybe you can't do everything that you think you should be able to do. So it means yep. definitely just kind of pairing, like figuring out what your priorities are and 
matching that up. So like in the case of like what experiments are you doing? Like when I got close to the point where my committee thought that I was going to be able to graduate within the next year or so, the way that I viewed all the experiments that I was going to do if I had to like, well, generally these were longer terms. So I was planning out like a couple of weeks in advance. Everything was viewed through the lens of what will get me closer to graduation. Mm -hmm. So, and I was ruthless about it. Like any, like I got some cool results, but I didn't pursue them because I really wanted to graduate and wanted to be Mm -hmm. done. And that was important for my mental health. So like everything was viewed through the lens of, will this get me close to graduation? Um, And if the answer was no, even if I really wanted to do it, I was like, I'll write this down and either like, and somebody else will have to do it or it won't get done. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah. You had like a rubric and like a very clear goalpost to reach. Yes. Yeah. But we could do that in life. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. I feel like uh, it's, it's always good to, from time to time, uh, to think about where do you want to go and what is your ultimate goal, and right. and to, and then once you find out what do you really want, then I feel like it's it's easier mm-hmm. to to get to that point where like okay, I'm at, what do I need to get there, and then then this this this, and then you can try to adjust accordingly yeah so of course so this goes back to what we were talking about earlier (laughs) where it's it can be hard to identify Mm -hmm. those meaningful things and what those might be um i don't know if either of you went to go see free solo the documentary about the guy who climbed el capitan without a rope no but that's Um, no that sounds like not the um movie for me like my hands are getting sweaty just thinking about it (laughs) it's kind of intense yeah um i I mean it's like i I mean spoiler like he did it and like he lived (laughs) so like you know good news everybody so (laughs) so you know um he lived to tell the tale but like it's an interesting thing about you know he, he, the whole documentary is about like why he's doing this and mm-hmm. what's his motivation and like you know like uh, it, it's it's interesting to like you know he, like he had it in his head it's like yeah El Capitan free soloing that's my next thing like I have to do it and like you know it took him like years of like building up to it and training and figuring out like you know what to do and like mapping out the route and like you know he talks about like he wanted to feel accomplished and master master you know that climb mm-hmm. um yeah it's intense but like you know if you want to see an example of you know what is a deep-seated goal somebody develops and has and like points themselves towards it with you know basically all their heart like that's a good documentary to go watch <laughs> even if it is intense and can be vertigo inducing <laughs> <laughs> i yeah like, I, I mean, because I have to imagine, too, like, they had to have, like, climbers on the mountain filming this also. So, like, I mean, <sighs> like, they had ropes. Like, the, the yeah, film crew obviously were on ropes and stuff. But, like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but it's an intense climb and an was... intense movie and an intense, you know, pretty impressive accomplishment. Like, going 3,000 feet up in the air, like, you know, without a rope. And he was just like, okay, I want to do it. He had his reason because he won it. And then he went there and did it. So... I feel like uh, in a lot of ways, 
our mind is so powerful that it's amazing, you know. I've been training for to run a half marathon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually did got injured, so I had to take a break from running. And I basically had like a month to to train. And I, I could run like, I don't know, run 10K, um, kind of like decent, but like it's more than double that. Mm-hmm. And and then I, I was, uh, I'm still, I hope that I'm going to be able to run uh, the full thing. But if not, I can walk and I'm I'm fine with that. It's just like my, my goal is to finish it. But I keep saying that the the worst part of like those long races uh, is the psychological thing, you know? Yeah. It's just like that you're going, like for instance, this Saturday I, I ran 11 miles and it, mm-hmm. it took me more than two hours. So... Mm-hmm. Like to kind of like, okay, now I'm going to get out of my house and be running for two hours by myself with, thank God I had my podcast. So I was listening mm-hmm. to podcasts and that helps a lot, but still, <laughs> you know, and then by, by the time that I finished, I was tired, but I was not dead. But the thing is like, I could, I couldn't do more and, and it was not mm-hmm. physical. It was like, I, I knew that I could do more physically, more physically. Mm-hmm. but my mind was kind of like, okay, I did this prep. And I think that that's kind of like what I, I like about prepping for a race is that I normally do like a spreadsheet. I love spreadsheets. So I do a spreadsheet <laughs> that I do like data. all the training or like how long I'm going to do, to do this days. And then, and it gets into this time also because uh, for instance, like today I was super busy, but it was going to rain. And, and then I was like, you know what? I am going to go out for a quick run now and then I'll come back and and then i'll finish what i have to do so i did that and then i came back i took a sh- i took a shower and then i sat down on the computer and i was working until like 7 p.m because i had those things so in if you kind of like whenever so i had a goal that was mm-hmm. that is training for this half marathon and and i know that it's going to be a short-term goal so that helps like okay now i'm going to right. do this for like a month and I know it's going to suck, but then I'm going to have my reward. And then after that, mm-hmm. I'll see what I do. So maybe uh, uh, one thing about this analogy is the psychological part that if mm-hmm. you have this uh, goal, where you want to go and try to see what do you need to what do you need to do to get to that goal, it might get easier. Right. And two, maybe um, don't do it like a long-term goal, like a goal for life, you know, like uh, a new year resolution. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the gym every Monday. No, you know, just say, okay, for the next month, I'm going to try to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think also part of that is to think about like when you were talking about training and stuff, I'm sure there's things that you didn't do. Because that time was spent training. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, going out. Because, like, drinking and sleeping late and being an athlete, they right. don't go together. So, <laughs> I did a lot. I, I didn't... There were a lot of things, like, oh, there is... This this Saturday, actually, a friend of mine texted me that there was a party going on, whatever. And I was like, eh, I'm sorry. I gotta run. I need my training. So, yeah. Yeah, so... I think that like part of it is like when you say like I have this goal like if your goal is to do 
go to the gym every Monday for the next month. Right. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. Or like you have to think about, okay, well, if I go to the gym on Monday night, then maybe I don't get up early on, like get up super early on Tuesday morning. Or maybe Monday evening, like for me, it would be like, okay, for Monday evening, I'm going to be okay with just everybody's going to eat sandwiches for dinner. We're going to do super something super easy for cleanup. And that way everybody can, we can get through the bedtime routine and everybody goes to bed and I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. I agree with that and like some of this yeah. it does involve like being willing to like reorganize your space in your mind and like I'm mm-hmm. undergoing some renovations in my apartment right now like I'm being brave enough to poke some holes in the walls and put up like some floating shelves Ooh. Um, just to like make my space better so I think that like you know like my physical space literally opening that up and hopefully that will translate into something like better. I know this sounds like, you know, super kind of hokey advice, but like, I do think that can make a difference too. Just if you have like, Feng Shui. You're setting yes. up your systems that work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe it or not, but there is a, there is the Feng Shui that says that you should mm-hmm. do uh, the, the flow of the energy of the place and, and, and to right. remove clutter. And I don't, I have like mixed feelings about this, but I I work better. I feel like it, it if if things are kind of organized, sure, uh, it helps out to to kind of be more productive. Yes. Right, and like and this is like the sinister side of burnout because like things do just get dropped, mm-hmm. like you know, like you just neglect like your personal life stuff and like your space and like you know, it's a sign that you know like oh something needs going on here, right? Yes. Like, I mean, maybe not for everybody, but certainly for me, it definitely is. Yeah. Well, and I think that you can make certain decisions kind of intentionally. Right. So, like, if you're doing a postdoc and you want to move out of there and go to do something else, um, mm-hmm. like, if you're intentional and you say, okay, like, Clady was saying, like, for the next month, I'm going to do this, or the next three months, I'm going to do this. If you're okay, if you can sit there and say, okay, for the next month, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my, like, go do my work. I'm going to make sure I put really strict boundaries around that. Maybe I don't go above and beyond like how I normally do. And then I'm going to take this class. So maybe in the next three months. And I'm going to take this class because it'll help me get into this. Or I'm going to go attend this weekly networking thing or something like that. But in order to do that, I know that I can't run a half marathon that I wanted to run in three months or something. And I'm okay with just deciding that I'm going to run 5Ks or I'm going to walk around the block or whatever. And you can make those trade-offs in your mind preset then or just know like, okay, for the next three months – I'm not gonna. I'm gonna neglect my personal. Like, I'm gonna neglect my personal health. Like, I'll still try to eat healthy and stuff, but I'm not gonna go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And being yeah, okay with so. that. It's all a compromise. Yes. Yeah, you right. need to compromise and trade off your time because. Mm-hmm. And like in that postdoc example, I will say also that. Be intentional whether you are like you know intentionally leaving or you're being forced yes. out for whatever reason, right? Like it's. Mm-hmm. 
yep. in either scenario, you know, like, yeah, be intention, try to be intentional about what you do. Like we've said this before mm-hmm. several times, I think, but yeah. I do think it's good advice, even if it's like hard to really yes. follow, even for myself, like I, it's just like, you know, you see the examples out there and like, yeah, <laughs> need to work that out. Yes. So, all right. Um, so I think we've done pretty well with this topic and mentioned lots of interesting things um, <laughs> that'll be in the show notes. So uh, with that, um, thank you all as always for listening. And, um, you know, we're grateful that you've been with us for three seasons and look forward to um, series four. I don't know if Clady and Amanda, you have anything you want to say, but we're going on hiatus for a little while and we'll be back um, when we're back. <laughs> yes, yes, we're going to be back uh, and we're going to reorganize, uh, find our goal, see where we want to go, and find our priorities. Yes. Mm-hmm. And be intentional about it. We're going to exactly. be intentional about where we're going next. Exactly. Right. We're creating space for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> That's a good point. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Academic Podcast. Our music is from bensound.com under a Creative Commons license. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps other people find out about us. You can tweet the show at RecoveringAcad. You can also find all of the hosts on Twitter. I'm at LadyScientist. I'm at Dr. Underscore PMS. And I'm at IH Street. We're also on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash recoveringacademicpodcast. You can find all of our episodes and subscribe to our newsletter on our website at recoveringacademic.net. And don't forget, there is sunshine outside the ivory tower.